Welcome to Customer Service Academy Radio with author and customer experience expert, Tony Johnson. Tony will share his vision for successful customer service, leadership, and business excellence, and speak to some of the most impactful leaders in business today. And now, here's Tony Johnson. Hello, everybody. Customer Service Academy is back on the air. I'm Tony Johnson, your customer experience leader. So happy to have you here today. If you have not subscribed on our podcast platforms, please make sure that you do so. And also give us a look over at igniteyourservice.com. There's tons of free information there, and I am here to help because, folks, we are in the middle of the great service comeback. I would tell you, I was watching Good Morning America this morning. A couple of articles caught my eye. First and foremost, 44 states out there currently have some kind of reopening happening right now at this very moment. Now, again, different levels, different levels of enthusiasm. You know, New York and California still uh, still pretty much underwater there. Not a lot going on. But I know that, you know, states like Texas, like Florida, you know, are really thinking about what that's going to mean to reopen. I think I saw that some of these places are actually going to be thinking about moving on to the next steps of things like hair salons and those kind of things. The other thing I noticed here in the state of Florida, I was actually on a call with our Chamber of Commerce, and and one of the things that I've noticed is that some organizations have actually decided to kind of stay closed until they can get more occupancy, which I thought was interesting. So, you know, I spent a lot of years in the restaurant and retail spaces, and I can tell you there's those are some tough places to make some money, you know, not, not uncommon for it to be a nickel or a dime on a dollar. And so when you see some of these states that have Restaurants and things like that that are down to twenty five percent occupancy. It is it is not uncommon for them to have trouble making ends meet on that, just because it's such a thin margin. So I think you're going to find some retail outlets, some personal services, probably some restaurants may just say, you know what, we're going to stick with delivery, we're going to stick with takeout, we're going to stick with what we're doing now until we can open up closer to that fifty or seventy five percent capacity. And and so think about what that means for you and your business. It may not be right for you to go open full tilt 100% right now. You may want to stay with the model you're currently working with. And again, that's going to be a decision for you and your business. But just know, you know, being creative just because everyone says you can open doesn't mean you need to open. But do what's right for you and your business. But absolutely make sure that you're keeping your customers and your team members informed about what's going on. The other article that I saw, and I thought this was really interesting, they were doing some studies on some hospitals, I believe this was from New York City, around where are the new cases coming from? You know, where are the new coronavirus cases popping up and and what demographic are those being reported from? And not unsurprisingly, you know, the, the uptick was from the demographic that you might expect, right? Some some older, some immunocompromised, some of those kind of folks. Not not surprising information there. But one of the things that I saw on there was that those who are working remotely now returning to their traditional work environments, going back to their regular office roles, they are actually a part of this uptick as well. So, you know, I think the message there is clear. If you are in a certain demographic, if you are, you know, having some health concerns, especially respiratory, if you are going back to work after after being sequestered for so long, you know, be careful. And I think that is a a siren's call to all of us to remember that just because we're opening back up doesn't mean we stop hand washing, we stop sanitizing, we stop wearing face masks, right? You know, I think in this country, sometimes we often get to a point where as soon as something starts to look bright and shiny and, and, and like it used to, we want to jump right back in again with both feet. And I love that. I think that's that's part of the American spirit, deep blue every day. 
but also it can be dangerous. So please make sure that you're taking care of yourself because I think what we don't want to do is see a huge resurgence of this into the into the spring, or I'm sorry, into the fall and then into the winter months. So, you know, just just know that again, we continue to all be in this together. But the reason why I bring these up is is first and foremost, you know, 44 states is a big number and it's a great, great traction as we start to figure out what this is going to look like. But the other thing, when I see the trepidation, because, you know, your, your team members may have been trepidatious at first about going out to work remotely, about going out of the office and, and trying to work virtually to work from home. They were probably scared to Dickens about that. Now they're anxious for a whole nother reason, right? As they start to go back to work, you know, people have been sequestered with just their family, some cases just by themselves. I know I've been working from home for about six weeks now. A lot of people are actually nervous about getting back into the community. So, you know, that could be health concerns. It could be they just got used to being by themselves. They became accustomed to what it means to work from home. But this really is is going to be something that, that leaders and employers and businesses are going to have to think through what that's going to feel like because we have to make sure we take great care of our folks. Why? It's a core fundamental. You have probably heard me talk about it a hundred times. How we treat our teams is absolutely how they're going to treat the customers. And that's going to be how customers perceive your service. So taking care of your team really does mean hitting all the highlights and of, of team engagement, of communication. All of these things are so very important because when you've got a well-trained, well-engaged, well-enabled and empowered workforce, the sky's the limit. It's a fantastic place to be. So I think as we are opening back up, you have to make sure that you're taking care of your team because, you know, if you've been open, you know, I was talking to to an HR executive friend of mine and she was telling me that, you know, if you've been open in retail and some of these essential businesses, you've probably been asking people to do all kinds of things they've never had to do before. You've probably been asking, you know, cashiers to sanitize. If you're in a restaurant, probably your servers have been have been scrubbing and cleaning and doing other other activities. You're probably asking people to to spray outside of their comfort zone and their job scope. And and plus everyone's got dishpan hands from cleaning like crazy and washing their hands a million times a day. How are you making sure you're taking care of folks, because it's easy to get bummed out, especially when you're doing more with less, working harder, and you add in this overall sense of anxiety. So I've got five keys that I want to walk through with you today during our time together, because I want to make sure that we really think this through. So the first one is around selection. So I want to talk a lot more about hiring talent, selecting talent in upcoming shows. But when you get that right person in the right role, I will tell you, it's kind of like magic. Because if you get that wrong, if you if you make that bad hire, and trust me, I have hired more employees who did not fit into the organization than you can shake a stick at. I have made every mistake that you can possibly make. But you really, you can't ever overcome that. When you have the either, either an employee, a team member who's not suited for the role or isn't a cultural fit in your organization, all the training in the world can't save it. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It doesn't mean they're terrible. It doesn't mean you're a bad leader. It just means they're not a great fit for that role at that time at that moment. And so, you know, starting off by making sure that you have that right person, right role, I really can't tell you how important that is. And so as you're coming back, as you're assessing your team, as you're bringing people back to work, as maybe you're selecting new talent because people have left or you've got a boom in, in your business, get it right because it will set you up so very well. Number two, communication 
Now, you know, and, and if you notice, I'm going to hit all the, all the, all the, all the high points here, you know, typically in most organizations, people say, you, you know, you don't train me on anything. You never recognize me for anything. You never communicate with me. Those are the big three. Everybody hears from their teams. So communication comes in several different landscapes, several different types. So, you know, for me coming again out of restaurant and retail, the, the pre-shift huddle, the, the rally, the lineup, that was magic because these 10 minute meetings set you up so well for your day and you just can't ignore them. Now, the scary part about these pre-shift rallies is that often when something goes wrong, someone calls in, uh, you know, vendors are late, you know, there's, a, there's a hiccup in service of some kind, they're usually the first thing to get pushed off the calendar. So don't let them because communications is going to be so very important, but you're also going to have to think about what communication is going to be like. So, you know, for example, you may not be able to have a live pre-shift rally where everybody's, you know, basically elbow to elbow the way that many have conducted them. And and don't think that pre-shift huddles don't work in your organization because I've seen them done in restaurants. I've seen them done in retail. I've seen the, the TSA agents at the airport do them. So, you know, these pre-shift huddles are a great way to talk about what's new, rule changes, do a little bit of motivation and get everybody included together. But you'll have to think about what flavor they're going to take. So that really does mean thinking about if you're going to go virtual, if you're going to use one of the apps out there to, to kind of transmit them to your team. Will you just do a little micro video on your telephone, on your cell phone, and send that to your team, you know, because you can't get them all together? Will you post it on sort of a board where people can just go and review that information one or two at a time, keeping that distance between each other? But you're going to have to be creative because it's not an option to not communicate. You're just going to have to find better ways to do it. The third piece is around appreciation. And I kind of hit on this a little bit when I was talking about your teams who are doing more with less. You know, if you've got that big budget, if you've got a budget of things are going well and you can look at things like incremental pay increases or bonuses or extra vacation time, that stuff's great. People do love that stuff, but you may not have the budget. You may be struggling. You may be just thinking about keeping your doors open and I get that. So think about what you can do that may not cost a lot of money. You know, maybe a pizza party or an ice cream social, or you just order out, you know, and buy, and buy lunch for everybody from from the favorite place that everyone sort of agrees on. Those are all things you can do if, if you have kind of a middle of the road solution. Now, looking at, at the free solution, here's the great news. A thank you never cost anybody anything. Thank yous are free all day long. Gratitude truly is free. So make sure that you take that moment to get out and thank your team. Take that moment to go up to them and say, you know what, you've been putting in the hours, you have been brave, thank you so much for your work, and be specific and timely with that. You know, I used to have a boss, and I'd have a one-on-one -on -one call with him every week, and, uh, and, and he would say at the end of the call, Tony, thanks for all you're doing. And I would always say, Brian, what is it you think I'm doing? Because I think that's a, a, a telling thing, because when I hear someone who says, you know, thanks for all you're doing, that means that they don't really know what I'm doing, but they sure do want to thank me for something because they know it's the right thing to do. And then, you know, when you keep it specific, that's going to make it sticky. When you keep it very close to the actual moment, when you don't wait too long to say thank you, that also ties it back to what they did. And that drives emotional stickiness too. Because remember, the reason that we give gratitude is A, it feels good and it's the right thing to do, but also we want team members to continue doing those things. The other part about recognition to really remember is, you know, there's still no substitute, I don't think, for a good old-fashioned handwritten note. You can order, I just, in fact, ordered a, a block of cards off of Amazon, those nice, you know, beautiful generic thank you cards. I think I got 45 of them for $9, and I went out and bought a book of stamps. 
And, you know, it's an easy thing to do just to sit there on a Saturday morning and, and write out a couple of specific thank you cards, address them, put them in the mail. People love to get mail. People love to still open up that mailbox and get it. And then you're going to have that opportunity where that team member who crushed it, who you are thanking for their great work, opens up their mailbox, sees this great thank you card and opens it in front of their family. And then their family who, remember, that nobody does great stuff alone. Families are such a huge part of your great team members. And they're going to open it up next to their family and their family is going to go, oh my God, the sacrifice was worth it. Oh my gosh, my spouse is amazing. And it's going to make them feel even better. So that's a, that's a great tip for, you know, it's a pro tip for recognition is don't be afraid to drop a handwritten note in the mail. The fourth piece, you know, engage meaningful in a daily way. And, and this is, this is by way of saying, you know, it's okay to let your team get to know you. It's okay to stop by and, and have a conversation with your team. It's okay to, to occasionally have a conversation with your teams that have nothing to do about work. Because when you know them as an individual, when you know them as a person, and and don't get too personal, right? When you know just enough about them, you know, it is a fantastic way to really deepen that connection and and make sure that your team knows that they are, you know, they're important to you as more than just a time card number or, you know, a cog in the machine, that you know they are a human being. Now, before we move into the fifth piece, you know, if you're looking for some more information around some of this, my book, Together We Serve, is available on Amazon.com. If you like a paperback, you can certainly order that. You can get the ebook, which you can have like on your e-reader in like minutes. And if you love an audiobook, and I don't know about you, I really dig audiobooks because I can take them on a walk, I can take them on a on a jog, I can take them, you know, when the gym opens back up or when I when I was traveling all the time, they were great to listen to on, on airplanes. So you can also get it on Audible. And if you go to Amazon.com and look up Together We Serve or Together We Serve Tony Johnson, you'll you'll find it. And all three pieces are right there. And I've got them discounted right now. So if you are looking for that next read, this is a great piece, I think, to deepen. And I talk about a lot of the things I'm mentioning here in an even more deep way and give you some action planning items behind that. So I think that is that's a fantastic piece for you. So please, as we are in the middle of the great service comeback, remember, go check out my book, Together We Serve. And now the fifth and final piece that I want to share with you, training. So, you know, training does a couple of things. It builds confidence and it builds competence in your team. And that's so important because, you know, customers, I think they're like horses, right? They can sense fear from a mile away, but a confident employee, a confident team member who knows what he or she is doing that's power because that person is going to let that confidence shine through. They're going to smile more easily when they don't have to think about what they're doing when they've got muscle memory behind this and they really know what they're doing and they feel good about what they're doing and they feel trained and well-versed in what they're doing. They're going to move mountains. They are going to deliver the best service. They're going to make great eye contact. And that is all because they know that that they are, again, well-versed in those skills But they also feel like, you know what, my leaders, my organization took the time to invest in me. They didn't just throw me out. You know, we've all been there, right? We've all we've all started jobs where someone tossed the keys to you and said, hey, see you tomorrow. Be sure to lock up uh, and this will conclude your orientation. Right. So, you know, training starts on day one with the orientation. Training starts on day one with job skills. Training also starts on day one. By introducing a new team member to all the leaders, to all their their associate colleagues, to getting a tour of the location so they know where everything is and they feel comfortable. If you provide computers and cell phones, having those ready on the first day for them. These are all things that show when, when someone starts with your organization, oh my gosh, they get it. They know what's going on. 
and they have my best interest at heart, and they've actually thought through what it means. Because remember, when a team member comes on board, they chose you as a leader and an organization as much as you chose them to come on board into your family. So it is a two-way street, and an orientation and initial training, that's your first date with a new team member. So you got to get that right. And then over time, making sure that you refresh these skills through whether it's micro-training, whether it's your daily pre-shift huddles, whether it's making sure that you do quarterly refreshes on job skills, whatever. Whatever that is, great training is one of the silver bullets when it comes to delivering great service, great execution, great simplicity. And if you think that sounds familiar, we've talked about this before, because in the middle of the great service comeback, it's going to be about safety. It's going to be about quality. It's going to be about simplicity. It's going to be about hospitality. These four things are the cornerstone foundational. I mean, they've always been important, but they are going to be even more important now in the marketplace that is evolving and changing every single day. So please take a second, go to igniteyourservice.com slash comeback. Or if you're looking for the checklist, you can go to igniteyourservice.com slash checklist. It's all right there on my website. So much great information, so much there for you. And if you need additional help, you can reach right out to me at tony at igniteyourservice.com. Send me an email. We can work together. I am happy to talk you through these pieces because we are all going to need to support each other in whatever normal is going to look like out there. Because at the end of the day, it is about taking care of your teams and taking care of your customers and making sure that everybody stays safe. So folks, that is our show for this week. Thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time. It is an honor and a privilege to spend this time with you. Please make sure to dial up again next week. If you have not subscribed, please make sure to do so. And remember, Take a look at your training. That is my ask for this week. Look at any changes in process or procedure or product or maybe even just refreshing the skills of your teams who have been off work for a minute. They will appreciate it and your customers will too. So remember, I'm Tony Johnson, your customer experience leader. Stay safe, really rock that amazing customer service and keep your customers and your team at the center of everything you do. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been Customer Service Academy Radio with Tony Johnson. Tony is available to speak at your event, meeting, or workshop. Have a powerful customer-focused day.